Welcome back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Yesterday, Nebraska Athletics announced the six members to their 2023 Athletics Hall of Fame class and delighted to be joined tonight by the coach of this class, and that's Gary Pepin, longtime successful Husker track and field coach. Congratulations. Well, Greg, thank you. Thank you very, very much. And, and uh, uh, I was uh, surprised. And Keith Zimmer and Dennis LeBlanc called me. And uh, kind of an interesting side note on that. You know, Dennis started out here uh, in track and field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, in uh, fact, uh, he worked a whole year. We wish we could have kept him a, a lot longer. Uh, obviously, the tremendous job he's doing in academics was the same way he was in track and field and his salary was zero. So he worked for free for the whole year, so we couldn't keep him very long. That is fantastic. I was gonna, that was my first question was going to be, how did you find out about this? You know, you, you had such an unbelievable storied career here in Nebraska. Can you imagine when you came to Lincoln to take that job back in the 80s that you would be here as long as you were? Uh, no, uh, no idea. You know, I'm originally a Kansas guy and, and uh, had... Uh, uh, an opportunity at, at one time when Bob Timmons retired to go back to KU and, and uh, would have loved to have gone because that was my home state and I knew a lot more people there and my family was there and my wife's family was there. And, and, but the situation uh, was one in which track and field at that time wasn't uh, high on the list of priority, priority sports for him. So I decided to to, to stay here. And, but to answer your question, no, I had no idea that. Coach, that what, what was the state of the program like when you walked in the door? And you started with the women's side. You added the men late, a couple of years later. What was the state of the program like when you got here? Well, unbelievably different than what it is now. Um, of course, uh, Carol Frost was here before me mm-hmm. and had a um, kind of a, I'd like to say, small program with mainly Nebraska athletes in it. And um, I think a couple good Jamaicans, of course, Merlene Audie, the, yeah. one of the best athletes ever. Um, and um, everything, we went everywhere virtually by van. Uh, we had Adidas wasn't in the, uh, the picture. Uh, I had to go out at that time and, and uh, get our own sponsor for shoes and for equipment. And, and there was no tutorial help. There was no training table. Uh, the men and the women... Uh, were uh, completely separate. Um, I had um, a wonderful lady that had been assistant for uh, Carol for a year or two by the name of Linda Zeck. Um, and she did, uh, matter of fact, she was Pat Logston's high school coach. Oh, my. And she was a great gal and, and eventually, I think, got her doctorate degree in uh, teaching teachers uh, to help them with math. Uh, and then uh, I hired, and, and Carol and uh, Linda were the only coaches at that time on the women's side. Well, I had an opportunity to get another coach, a guy by the name of Mark Kostig. And Mark was with us for I don't know how long, and he had been a javelin thrower that I had re- recruited at the University of Kansas. Great guy, wonderful wife and family. And Mark uh, lived in my basement for the first year. His salary for the year... $1,500. My goodness. So that'll give you some idea of 
of what was going on. But the athletes at that time were terrific. I mean, not just great athletes, but great people, hard workers, and, and all those kind of things and stuff. So you're here three years doing the women, and then... then no, the I don't think even... And then, I, I think it was more like a year and a half or two years. And then you Frank, re, Frank retired. Yeah. yeah. Frank Savine. Yeah. Yep. And uh, kind of interesting story. And, and so um, Frank, uh, I respected Frank. Um, we weren't close at, at all. And uh, Frank uh, despised the University of Kansas for whatever the reason. As a matter of fact, in the the little track and field hall of fame up there, there's a poem up there that Bob Timmons wrote Frank on his retirement and stuff that was interesting. And of course, I, I respected Frank, and Frank was really a character. I don't know if you ever knew Frank. No, I but did not. Yes, definitely a, a character, interesting guy, uh, what I would kind of consider a typical East Coast guy and stuff. Uh, and so uh, apparently... Frank uh, had talked with Don Bryant. They were closest of buddies. You know, I don't know if you're aware, but one time I think they were in an airplane wreck together or something coming back from somewhere or almost an airplane crash. And so they had gone to, uh, to Bob Devaney. And, well, Frank called me and wanted to know if I wanted to go to breakfast with him. And I thought, boy, that's strange. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I'll go. So he said, how would you like to be the next coach of the men's program? I said, well, I'd be very interested in that. I need to know the particulars. So a couple of days later, I got a call from Bob, and Bob uh, wanted me to come over, and I went over, and he said, uh, how would you like to be the new men's coach? And I said, well, Bob, I would, but I said I would rather coach both teams. And he said, well, why in the world would you want to coach the women? Yeah, it wasn't surprising. And I said, well, Bob, I said, I've seen a lot of the programs that are separate. And um, the, there's a lot of problems there with that. Uh, not that there has to be, but in most cases, there's a lot of problems in usage of the facilities and times. Uh, you can't have as many coaches. Uh, generally speaking, both parties are, are crying for more money than what the other one got, and et cetera. And so Bob said, which this is kind of interesting, you get a kick out of this. Bob said, well, uh, that's fine, let's do this. And I said, well, let's do this, Bob. I said, let's go a, um, a year, and if I don't like it and you don't like it, or you don't think I'm doing a good job, we'll just change and do something different. And he said, fine. And then he said, well, what do you think your salary should be? Well, being a young new coach, I... He didn't even know how to respond to that or whatever. And he said, well, he said, I think you ought to be making at least as much money as what Frank was making. I said, oh, that'd be great, because I knew he was making more than me, but I didn't have any idea. Well, I never did see that, that check come in or anything after all those years, and I was hesitant about ever going and talking to him about it or whatever, you know. So, so that's kind of how it started a little bit. Well, and Jay Davis was here, June Davis. June Davis. Yeah. yeah. She was here for, I don't know, a year or two. And, of course, Barb Hibner was her. And, and you know, one of the things I'd like to bring up about Barb, Barb and I had some terrific arguments about things. Uh, and she was a real competitor. I don't know if you knew that she was adopted and another yeah. tough East Coast gal. 
but people talk about all the time I hear about volleyball and, and the, the great attendance in the fans and so forth. Well, the last few years of Barb's career when she was here, that's all Barb did, basically, I'd say 90% of the time, was to work on building up attendance and clubs for volleyball. She, she was the one, in my estimation and what I saw, that really got all that going. Of course, it helped to have great teams. Yeah. But behind the scenes, she, she really did a, a great deal of work on that. I don't hardly ever hear anybody you know, compliment her on that and stuff. Well, they should. Again, visiting Gary Pepin, newest member of the 2023 Nebraska Athletics Hall of Fame. Coach, all those championships, 73 conference titles, all the All-Americans, all of that on the table. What are you most proud of in your tenure here? Well, you know, I thought about that a little bit after this came out. And, and um, I, I, I think it's a, a really a, a, a nice honor. I'm not big into awards for myself and Hall of Fames and that sort of stuff. Uh, I see this as, a, as myself as kind of a, a spoke in the wheel for 42 years of, of great achievement, hard work by the athletes, of course. We wouldn't have had good teams if we didn't have good athletes. Everybody knows it doesn't make any difference how good a coach you are if you don't have the horses in the barn. You're, you're, you're out of luck. But the athletes, tremendous assistant coaches, really, really great assistant coaches. I was thinking on the way over here, and, and we've had a number of them, but a lot of those people, like the old football staffs, stayed for a long time and stuff. Uh, and I think I've only had one that I would have considered not particularly good coach. The rest of those coaches were really good coaches and, and were successful uh, while, not only while they were here, but if they went on to head jobs or, or whatever. And then, of course, none of that would have been possible uh, without having the support of the administration. So we had... Of course, some ADs that I would say that were more supportive than others. And one of the things that, that has really changed is that um, in the late 80s and, and, well, let's say certainly in the 90s, once we got the new indoor facility, Nebraska had some of the very finest facilities in track and field in the United States. That it, that's really changed. Time has, has really, really changed. And... and not only be, because we lost the outdoor track, but, of course, the indoor track, which is still nice, but it's getting old. Yeah. And a lots of the schools around the country, uh, I mean, like K-State's building a new multi-million dollar indoor facility. Um, Washburn University built a new one. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the Gorillas have a great new uh, indoor facility. Uh, I saw where George is spending $174 million on a track facility or it's included that, maybe both outdoor, and, but it goes on and on like that. Well, uh, it was certainly, uh, the university talks of all the time about facilities and how great our facilities are, which there are. There are a lot of great f facilities here, but it was certainly much easier and conducive to uh, 
acquiring or bringing in good recruits if you had really competitive facilities at least or better facilities than the people that you were recruiting against and stuff. So that, that part of it has changed some into And I don't mean to be real critical, but a fact is a fact. So You're the sixth coach to go in this Hall of Fame. So you're joining the Osbournes and the Devaneys and the Pettits and the Francis Allens. That's pretty heady company, isn't it? Uh, those are all special people. And, and, and uh, uh, of course, um, uh, Tom was uh, my AD for uh, not particularly long time and just wonderful to work with. Uh, but I've known all those people fairly well, some better than others. And, and I have great respect for not only what they did as coaches, but what kind of people they were and their work ethic and, and morals and all those kind of things. So, yeah, that, that's special to be with that group of people. Well, you're right there with them. Well, thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, my friend. It. Gary Pepin with us here on Sports Sunday. Again, a member of that Hall of Fame class are going to be honored at a football weekend uh, in the fall. Cannot wait for that to take, uh, take place. Folks, buckle up. Put that phone down. It's a reminder for the NDOT Highway Safety Office. We have more of the show coming up next.